We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is going on, IB Nation? Welcome to another edition of Combo Show. It's 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 yes, man. It is the big IB Nation Sports Talk Show. How about that? <laughs> there we go. That? I like it. I like it. So we're comboing up today. If anybody's on Twitter or wherever, and they saw that Brian couldn't do a show this afternoon because of some uh, unforeseen circumstances, I can't catch a break, man. I cannot. <laughs> like I'm renting this house out to do shows right. because there's doing construction in my house, and all of a sudden at like twelve thirty, I start hearing this jackhammer going off, and I'm like, you have got to be kidding but <laughs> well it worked out because there's a will there's a way we we all know that in 55 minutes sean styers will be doing his thing with the women's basketball team they're playing uh virginia tech tonight at home at seven o'clock and so it was gonna be myself and jesse you know holding down the fort and then brian was like hey man why don't we do a show together just like we would normally do in the afternoon which hilariously Earlier in the week, he's like, hey, man, can you take a day off of school so we can do a show together? Yeah, it's like the we're gods well. were smiling. The football gods were smiling down. And uh, now we are doing a show together in the evening time. Well, and and I really wanted to talk about this topic, too, Vince. That's yeah. the other thing is like, right. you know, we're talking about the Notre Dame cornerback room and we're talking about 
stars on defense, which is kind of follow yeah. up from what we talked about on Tuesday. So I really wanted to kind of dive into this topic and and, and nice. really kind of get into get really get into it. Yeah, no, I'm, I've been looking forward to it all day ever since I found out we were going to be doing it. So we're going to so here's what's going to happen, folks. We're going to do part one. We're going to talk about the corner cornerback room and, you know, who's coming back, who's coming in, what's it going to look like, our thoughts, all that. Then we're going to move on to part two, and part two is going to be stars of the defense, just as Brian had uh, mentioned. And so we're going to talk about that. So who are the stars? Who could be a star? You know, that kind of fun stuff. And then part three of the show is we're going to do some rapid fire. And so we got some questions all queued up, ready to roll. And so uh, Brian loves when he can step in and do a little bit of rapid fire with me. And so this is going to be a lot of fun. So just sit back, relax, folks. Have a good time. We're, we're going we're gonna to roll with this thing. It's going to be fun. I do thoroughly enjoy the rapid fires, but like I don't bring them onto our show because like the whole point is that Sean's show is different. Right. And I don't want to take like something he does that's unique because he's been doing this since he was oh, doing yeah. on the radio show. Yep. Yep. And so that's why whenever I get a chance to come on the show, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Cause I like let's to do, do it. Rapid fire. That's right. And we got it. We got some good topics to talk about. Yeah. A lot of football topics, actually. It's, it's kind of that weird time of year you know so we're going to talk a lot of football topics but we'll get to that that's part three so part one brian let's kick it off here let's talk corner backs and look this was if we're going back to 23 this was a strength for the notre dame defense i mean there's no doubt about it cam hart benjamin morrison i mean this was a strength of the team and then work your way through the depth chart they're deep they were talented it was a strength We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, oh, Kim yeah. Hart, we're going to talk about what's gone, right? So, Kim yeah, Hart. Well, yeah, but first, just kind of an overview of the position, yeah, yeah. Vince, before we dive into it. It is just funny how things <clears throat> change, can, can change so quickly <laughs> on a football team. I mean, when you look right. at like 20, just as recently as 2020, like not that long ago, right? You're going into that season and you're saying, Dear Lord, don't let Kyron Williams get hurt at running back or they're screwed. 
<laughs> and you're like, I don't know. Oh, dear Lord, thank you for sending us Nick McLeod. Because if you didn't do that, we oh, were yeah. screwed. I remember that. And, you know, looking at it from a Notre, you know, Notre Dame standpoint. And now just fast forward, you know, four seasons. And they're like absolutely loaded. Those were the two biggest question marks on the team that season. And now you look at it and you're like, they're just loaded at running back. They're loaded at corner. I mean, you talk about the depth chart. We're sitting up there in the press box at the pit game. And, you know, we actually, you, you and I were actually outside because we spent most That's of the right. first we half outside. Up and over. And, yeah. you know, like, okay, we knew Benjamin, we knew Benjamin Morrison might not play and, you know, he's not out there. And then, like, I think late first quarter, early second quarter, Cam Carhart gets hurt. And we're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I hope he's not hurt for a long – because anytime he gets hurt, it's like, oh, it's, is it the shoulder? Yeah. Right. And he could have come back in. They just And they put Jaden Mickey and Christian Grayer out there. And you're just like, they didn't miss a beat. Right against a pretty pretty decent receiving core for Pitt. I mean, it mm-hmm. wasn't they didn't have a very good quarterback, but that receiving core is pretty good. Didn't miss a beat. I mean, yeah. Jaden Mickey almost had three pick sixes that game. Like they just kept testing him, and he almost <laughs> picked off two of them and took it to the house. And then he finally got one. Remember that? And that took it back game. to the house. That was a big game for Jaden on and off the yeah. field and everything that was going yeah. on. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then the 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 same thing happens, or the the later in the game or you've got Christian Gray makes that crazy one-handed catch. And on that play, if he doesn't make that play, Jaden Mickey's about to undercut the route mm-hmm. behind him and pick it off. And you're just like, how many teams can can play a power five game, lose both starting quarterbacks and be like, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, you know, good. That's where they were. And that's the job yeah. that Mike Mickens has done as a recruiter, yeah, but also as a developer of players because those guys looked comfortable met there, man. So it's just fun events as we dive into what was lost and what returns and what's new. And we ask the five big questions of the position it is just kind of funny to look back and think about a guy that started on that 2020 team in the playoff is now buried on the depth chart. And and I actually don't have him on the what returns list, but we will talk about him during that period of time because there's some questions about where he's going to play. He's kind of a jack of all sure. trades. <clears throat> but he was a starter in 2020 and 2021, and now he's buried on the depth chart because Notre Dame is just loaded up <laughs> so much. It's crazy. And, and the staff likes him. I mean, we're talking about oh, Clarence sure. Lewis, obviously. The staff well, likes otherwise him. they wouldn't they ask him back. They wouldn't right. have asked they, him back They always for talk this. about C. Yeah. Lou. So it's not like, oh, he's terrible and let's right. fight. It's just they just landed better players. Right. And now he can kind of do a little bit of everything. So we'll talk about him as well. It, it, but it's just it's just wild how quickly things – good. What it's amazing what good recruiting can do because at the time it was – you know, top running backs don't want to go to Notre Dame and top right. corners. You can't recruit top corners to come to Notre Dame. And, you know, they're to me, all, you know, look at me and all this. And then you just can't do all this. And Notre Dame's like, you know, first it was Lance Taylor at corner at running back. And then Dylan McCullough says, I'll see you and raise you yeah. even more. I mean, those two guys started that. And, you know, and, and now Notre Dame is loaded at running back. And then Mike Mickens is like, yeah, you can. You can recruit here. Right. You just, you know, I'll show you. And you also and, have to be you have to be a good evaluator of talent, yeah. obviously, and he is. And and now you get, you know that that's kind of how it starts, right? You bring in guys that you pinpoint that could be players, right? And then they excel because of the coaching and everything. And now it starts turning the heads of the top guys, and that's yeah. exactly what's happened, right? Because the first group that he got was that Benjamin Morris and Jaden Mickey class. Now, Jaden's a good player, but he didn't have like an Oregon. USC weren't pushing for him. He didn't have Bama right. pushing for him. Good player. They were able to go out and evaluate him and get him. But then they went out and evaluated Benjamin Morrison, who was not a highly ranked guy. Exactly. But it came down to Notre Dame, Bama, and Washington. Now, Washington matters because, number one, 
Jimmy Lake was not the head coach yet. He, I believe he was the, still the DC. Jimmy Lake had killed Notre Dame and DB recruiting. Mm-hmm. I mean, beat it for Kyler Gordon for and, years. And, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, I remember and that. Trent McDuffie and mm-hmm. Asa Turner. And he was just killing them with secondary recruiting. Mm-hmm. And so they beat Jimmy Lake. Now, he was a terrible head coach, but he's a very good evaluator, recruiter, and developer of DBs. And so you beat them for him. And you beat Nick Saban. How often does Nick Saban go out to Phoenix for corners? That if you keep in mind, Nick Saban coached Alabama's corners for years. Mm-hmm. He gave it up recently, but for years, very that's his involved baby. though. Still, that's I mean, his baby. The, yeah, that's still exactly. his baby. Yeah. So when they're going out to Phoenix to try to get a, an underranked at the time a three-star kid, Benjamin Morrison was a three-star when he committed. That says a lot about his talent, but that's that evaluation, and then that right. success led to them beating Ohio State and LSU to get Christian Gray. And, and beating all the schools they had to beat Georgia and all those schools they had to beat to get Micah Bell, who are much higher ranked guys, top 100 guys. Right. And then it kind of carries in. And now this last year's class, a little bit different, went back to the the evaluation. You know, maybe guys that the re- recruiting analyst didn't think was all that good, but he loved in Leonard Moore and Carson Hopps. So it's just been interesting to see how he's done it. It's 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 a mixture of both of the things we say you need to do in Notre Dame. If there's an elite kid that's your type of kid, go get him. We saw that with Christian Gray and Micah Bell. Right. But if you see an elite type of kid that you think has the upside to be that guy that maybe those those, you know, again, when I say they don't care about the recruiting services, it's their evaluations. You look at it now, you're just talking about an absolutely loaded, mm-hmm. loaded cornerback room, but also one with some questions, Vince, as we'll get into. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. So let's, you want to jump right in here and talk about what was lost, obviously, going from the, last year to this year. And again, corner was a strength of this team, of this defense last year and they're losing a good one in cam hart and obviously you know we're talking a lot about cam hart because we got the combine going on and everything else and what he's going to be able to do and where he's going to end up but losing plus him off we have defense. the plus we have the vice president of the cam hart fan club co you know co-hosting the i was kind of demoted but it's a happy well you demotion. were devoted for his mother yeah exactly it was a happy demotion exactly it was a happy demotion the interesting thing about this, Vince, is the reason it's 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 always important to talk about what was lost because you have to understand what these players have to step into. But in Cam's situation, this is one of the more unique losses that they're going to have. Oh, yeah. Because Cam played the game in a very unique style. And I don't know that they have anyone on the roster that can repeat playing the way Cam played. You know, six, two and a half, really long right. arms physical run you know run defender yeah. physical screen guy super rangy i don't know that that notre dame's going to be in a position where they're going to say okay we're going to keep playing the defense the way we did and let's hope that this guy and this guy can fill the shoes that cam did this one this departure vince when you look at cam hart is going to force notre dame to say hey we're going to have to adjust and mm-hmm. play it a little bit different sure. you know cam would play a lot of man but because he was so long and rangy, they could have him play more off man, which allowed him to drive on the run game, drive on the screen game, you know, and allowed him to 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 play underneath different concepts. You can mix up your coverage a little bit more to the field with Cam, and he was really a force in the run game and screen game. I mean, he he really was. And you're losing a a, a very unique player that mm-hmm. you just don't. I mean, not a lot of the other teams have a guy like him either. Sure. And and so you lose a guy like that who maybe didn't put up a lot of production in their passing game, 
for two reasons. One is his the way they used him didn't allow him to be in a ton of positions to make plays on the ball in the air. And he just hasn't been a great in the air guy, if we're being honest. But we also forget that Cam, I believe this year, Vince ranked, I think, I believe second in all of college football in forced fumbles this past season with three. So this is a guy that made plays on the ball. It just was a little bit different. Actually, yeah. he was tied. He um, the, he was in the third group of players for that one, Vince. So the leader okay. had five, and then there were some guys with four, and then he was there with three. Okay. So he 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 impacted the game in a lot of different ways. I'm not going to ask the guys that we'll talk about a little bit, Jaden Mickey and Christian Gray and Leonard Moore and Clarence Lewis and and you know, Chance Tucker and, and all these guys to kind of come in and say, hey, do what Cam did. Yeah. You're going to have to alter what you do, much more so than you have to alter with Audric being gone at running back or or Joe Alt being gone at left tackle. You're going to have to alter your defense in a, in a different in a little bit more um, noticeable ways with him being gone. Now, the good thing is, is corner is an easier position to kind of alter what you're doing than defensive tackle, middle linebacker, viper running back kind of thing because you can just say okay it's really just going to change what he does you know if you're if you're going to come up and maybe play more press man or different things like that where it doesn't necessarily change the whole structure of what you do it more so really impacts that position and then a little bit the nickel position so it doesn't quite have the broad you know impact but it is going to really change that field corner position to the point when Vince where it's like well, we'll get into it more once we get individual players, but I, I'll just focus on that. It's definitely going to make things look different sure. with Cam sure. not back there. Not better, not worse, just different. It's different, yeah. And that creates a question. you got to play to the strengths. Themselves. you got to play to the strengths and the weaknesses of the guys that you have, right? I mean, that's that's what good coaches do. You don't just plug in a player into your defense, but like, well, this is what we got. This is what we're going with. And I don't see that being the case without Golden. He's going to... He is going to call a defense and run a defense to highlight where his guys are strong. I mean, that, that's that's what we all anticipate happening. So Cam Hart's a big loss, though. I mean, those are big shoes to fill. There's no doubt about it. The great thing that I talked about earlier and that you've brought up as well is the depth at, at that position of that room in general is fantastic. And so it's not a matter of if they will be able to replace Cam Hart. It's how. And who, I think, is the is the bigger question going in, right? And so that's going to be a fun thing to kind of figure out as we move forward here. Which, by the way, spring practice, one week from today. Yes. Well, that's going to be an exciting thing. And I'm getting ready to, to pull this up. But, yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. And, and is it one guy that kind of takes over that starting role? Sure. Is it a rotation of guys that kind of takes over that starting role? You know, those are the things that we'll have to ask ourselves, Vince, when it when it comes down to, you know, how do you re replace Cam Hart is it's not just what changes do you make schematically, but also what changes are you going to make how you handle your personnel where Cam was yeah, the starter. Yeah. You'd have a normal rotation with the, you know, the backups getting in every third or fourth series. Is it going to be different now? Does somebody step into that? So, again, we're going to address this even in more detail when we get to the questions part, but that's the that's what we're going to have to find out here as we transition into the spring. And it's going to be, you know, look what you see day one is most yeah. likely what not what you're going to is is not what you're going to see on day fifteen. That's fair, right? And and then what you see on day fifteen may not be what you see on day one of fall camp 
which may not be the same as what you see on day 15 of fall camp yeah. and game day. It's just this is when the battle takes this form of now you're putting pads on and we're going to see what guys are made of, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to tease us too, Vince. Like they're going to give us that one practice and then they go on right. spring break and then we're back in 11 days. But I'm excited about it. Very excited. Well, and they're, and they're going to tease us also by putting a bunch of guys out there. there I, I, I fully expect to see, you know, everybody cut not everybody but people getting a shot at at these positions right and and you know that's what spring practice is all about though too and so you talk about you know we might see something different on day one or day 15 of spring practice and you're going to see everything else in between you know what i mean because that's what spring is for this is when you experiment this is when you try this is when you see kind of hey Test guys. How's it going to work? You know, what's this going to look like? How How is this guy going to work with this guy? Because remember, the field side is going to be working, like you kind of mentioned already, field side works with the nickel, right? And so what does that look like? Are these guys communicating properly? You know, that kind of thing. And so it is going to be a full spring, I, I would think, a full spring and, and, and a good chunk of fall before things start to get cemented. Unless one guy just absolutely takes off, which I guess... It's an absolute possibility, but spring is about experimentation, man. And when you've got an opening like this and you've got the depth that you've got, that's what excites me. And that that's, that's where we're going to be like, Oh, okay. So-and-so's out here today. Right. Oh, he's, he's, he's balling out. Okay. Yeah. You know, well, that's competition what hope happens, it. Vince is like, it, yeah. it, obviously what you're saying is like spring is, is not about experimentation from that's you do that everywhere, but it's that's the time that you do those things. Yeah. If it's oh, yeah. if the need is there, right? And yeah. hey, yeah. let's see how this guy handles. Hey, let's see if this guy can can play safety. Right. Let's see if this guy can fit at the nickel where you're not experimenting or trying it out while you're in a situation where you've got a game that Saturday. You know, those those are the absolutely and, yeah. Because you got no game to prepare for. Look, the blue right. gold game is just a practice. That's not it's teaching that, time. This correct. is all teaching time yes. and those type of things. And absolutely. And, and again, this is what was lost. But once you start getting into what's and, and and Vince, I had this conversation the other day with with running back. It's 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 hard to talk about this position in a way that doesn't come across as disrespectful to the guy that was lost. You know, it's like I said, you know, absolutely. Audric was a stud. I mean, he was the offense this year. Mm-hmm. And and being excited about what's coming down the pike doesn't mean I'm happy Audric's gone. He wasn't that good. You know, oh, they're going to be just fine. It's like that, saying they're going to be fine is not a shot at the kid that's gone. Yeah. It's a compliment and a praise of the ability to be able to kind of reload. Sure. And that's where Notre Dame is a corner. But Vince – when you talk about what's coming back, yeah, it really starts first and foremost with one guy. Oh, no question. Yeah, B- Benjamin Morrison. For those listening on the podcast, is uh, the the guy we're talking about here. Obviously, had an amazing freshman year. He was an All American, a uh, freshman All American candidate, or no, not candidate. He was, he was a, a freshman, freshman All America. Yeah. That, uh, that that stands for way too early. A lot of people okay. have him on their 2024 way too early all American for good reasons first or second team exactly yeah for good reason I mean you know you look at the stats that he had you know he was much more active obviously when you look at the breakups much more active with the ball in the air but that's also because the ball came to him a little bit more often uh, as well and he was which breaking is always going to happen when absolutely. you're the boundary guy I mean yeah like, for like, sure here's the thing with 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 Benjamin Morrison Vince I don't know that Benjamin was quite as dominant as I as maybe I had hoped. 
he would be as a sophomore. He was kind of the same guy he was as a freshman, which is pretty good. I think at times he got a little grabby. He wasn't as good in the run game. So the thing that's crazy about Benjamin, I'm saying this to say this next point, he wasn't great in 2023 compared to yeah. what our expectations were. Agreed. But the reason, the thing that excites me is there's so much room for him to get better potentially. The big question for Benjamin, and well, actually we'll get to the big question about Benjamin in the big questions part. Let's just talk about his game because what he's shown the last two years is the one thing, no doubt about it, that he can do, he can flat out cover. And he his production is is elite. I mean, you're talking about 13 oh, yeah. passes defense last year. I'm going to bring up some pro football focus numbers here in a little bit that show different numbers. So just so you understand, pro football focus has their own data. This is the official data for Notre Dame last year. Uh, 31 tackles, 10 breakups, 13 interceptions, and only two years at Notre Dame. He's had 14 pass breakups and nine <laughs> interceptions. You know, that that's that's 23 passes defensed in just two seasons. That's really good production. Mm-hmm. But when you when you stack him up against the some of the top cornerbacks in the country, what I wanted to do is I I think the three best cornerbacks coming back next year, in my opinion, are Benjamin Morrison, Will Johnson, and Denzel Burke. Will Johnson in Michigan, Denzel Burke, Ohio State. The guy that's getting all the love from the national media is Travis Hunter. And of so course. what I wanted to do is just kind of show their their production and, and things like that to just show how Benjamin stacks up against those guys. And when you look and, and I think they're they're people are correct. In, like Will Johnson's getting a lot of preseason love. It's justified. Denzel Burke's getting a lot of preseason love. It's justified. But you'll see why why Benjamin Morrison is also getting a lot of preseason love. Like ESPN came out with their way too early top 20, you know, 24 All-America team. They had Benjamin on the second team. And I think Denzel Burke on the second team. They had Will Johnson and Travis Hunter on the first team. And I'm, I'm going to get into the Travis Hunter thing here in a second. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the numbers, obviously Benjamin gets tested a lot because he's the boundary corner. And you saw you saw this past season, you know, it gave up a few more completions. So he's he he was targeted 51 times each of the last two seasons. Now, he played a lot more snaps this year than he did last year. So, that's you know, true. that factors into it as well, where he 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 played a little bit early, but he didn't really take over as like a full-time, you mm-hmm. know. 50 plus snap a game guy until later in the year. So he played a lot more snaps this season than he did the year before. Uh, Just give you the number here real quick. He played 621 snaps this past season and he played, actually he didn't play as actually the numbers were actually a little closer than I thought 611 snaps last year. So 10 more snaps this season than he played last season Hmm. Uh, covered snaps. Let's see what the difference is there. Uh, yeah, what's interesting, Vince, he actually played 36 fewer covered snaps this year just because of the way the game shaked out and Notre Dame winning early and things like that. But but he did that on 10 fewer snaps. He gave up three more completions, which is why his completions allowed is higher. But if you look at it, he gave up fewer yards on those three additional completions, but 17 fewer yards. So he was lower in yards per reception lower in yards per target. He gave up three touchdowns, but what's interesting about those three touchdowns, they were all on scrambles. He oh, gave up gotcha. a touchdown pass on a scramble against NC State where he lost a guy in the corner. Or no, uh, he, a guy beat him in the middle. He uh, uh, he lost, and I don't even think it was his guy, technically, that 
he, that scored on him. He lost a guy on a scramble against Louisville. If you remember in the back corner of the end zone, I sure do. And then USC late in the game beat him on Brendan Rice beat him on a scramble play over the middle of the field, like right at the end zone. So all of his touchdowns this season were given up on scramble plays. They weren't like a guy beat him on a go route or a post route or a crossing route, something like that. He had eleven pass break or eleven passes defense according to Pro Football Focus compared to eight last year. You look at Will Johnson. Will Johnson gave up or Benjamin Morrison gave up twelve more receiving yards than Will Johnson on thirteen fewer targets. So as you can see, Will Johnson, who plays in a league that they don't throw the ball a lot. Sure. Uh, YPR stands for yards per reception. YPT stands for yards per target allowed. You can see his numbers were better than Will Johnson's in yards per reception allowed by four and a half yards. He was one and a half yards better on yards per target. He didn't give up any – Will Johnson didn't give up touchdowns. He had six total passes defensed. Benjamin had 11, according to Pro Football Focus. Denzel Burke had a phenomenal year this year for Ohio State. You can see very similar numbers, same number of completions allowed. Benjamin did it on three uh, more attempts against him. Uh, very similar yards. Benjamin gave up two more yards than Denzel on three attempts more. Yards per reception are very similar. Benjamin did a better job on yards per target. Denzel gave up one touchdown. Benjamin gave up three. Benjamin had 11 total passes defense. Denzel had eight. So these are three of the best corners in the country, and you can see very comparable numbers. Sure. What I did in the second category, Vince, is I compared them through their first two seasons, which I thought was an interesting way of looking at it as well. Now, Denzel was a junior this past year, whereas Benjamin and Will were both true sophomores. So you'll see that Benjamin has been thrown at 14 more times than Will the last two years, but has only given up two fewer, two more completions. Even though he's been targeted 14 more times, he's given up 45 fewer yards than Will Johnson, and he has 19 passes defense compared to 12 for Will. Now, with Denzel, I gave you two different looks, Vince. I gave you the last two years when they were all three playing at the same time. Right. The second category is what Denzel did his first two years. A, yeah. You can see freshman and sophomore comparisons. So um, you see, you see again, Benjamin stacks up well where he's either better or as good than them in every category. Will and Denzel, the last two years, Benjamin has given up fewer yards receiving, even though the receptions is the same. He's allowed 47, Will's allowed 45, Denzel's allowed 47. Benjamin has given up uh, 45 fewer yards than Will. He gave up 30, what's that, 34 fewer yards than Denzel, so lower yards per reception, low, significantly lower yards per target, same amount of touchdowns as Denzel, more interceptions than any of them, and more total passes defense than any of them. So the numbers are as good or better than both of those guys. Now, the last category is looking at all these players as true freshmen. Now, I get that Travis Hunter is a great story. He's a great talent. This is this, I know this is not Travis Hunter's freshman year of college. This is his freshman first. I count as his freshman year of D1 because he, okay. he was at Jacksonville, Jackson State the first that, year. That was, that was what I was going to ask. Yeah. I thought he was a year It's impossible kid. to compare. You, yeah, you can't compare that. that level to no, one no, no. So this is his first year at Division One level. So I'm counting it as gotcha. his freshman year. Fair at enough. This level. So when you look at it, I, I, tra Travis Hunter's a great talent, and this is not a knock on Travis Hunter at all. This is a knock on the hype machine that surrounds Travis. Oh Hunter. yeah, that's Which, more of my problem. Or the entire 
Correct. University of Colorado. Now, but. It's awesome <laughs> that he plays both ways and sure. all that. But the fact is, is you want to make him a first team all purpose player, all for it. There's no, there's really not many anybody else in college football outside the kid at Utah that does as much on both sides of the ball as Travis Hunter. But to name him a preseason first team All American is garbage, in my opinion. And you just look at the numbers. I mean, just just look at the numbers, Vince. They they tell a very clear story. You look at what Benjamin did as a true freshman. Travis gave up eight more completions on only two fewer attempts. Benjamin, 43.1% completion rate. He was 49 this year, both significantly better than Travis, who gave up a 56.6% completion rate. Benjamin, in two years, has only given up 575 yards in 26, 25 games. In, was it 10 games this year? Travis Hunter gave up 414. He's given up 13.8 yards per reception compared to Benjamin's 13.5 as a freshman. He gave up 7.8 yards per target as a, as a first-year guy at Colorado. Benjamin only 5.8. Travis Hunter gave up five touchdowns this season. Think about that, Vince. Benjamin Morrison's only given up four in two years. Right. And Travis Hunter's given up five in one. You know, teams were not afraid of him this year. Actually, he only no. played nine games. He only played nine games this year, Vince. That's a lot he, of attempts yes. in his direction in nine games. Correct. I mean, and you watch the Stanford game, they were purposely going after him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gave up 11 catches for 158 yards in that game. I mean, Alec Ayo-Manor was just abusing him in that game. Now, I think it's partly because they play him too much. Oh, that sure. First game back, and he had sure. missed several games, and they played him both ways. Like, yeah. that was a bad coaching decision. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, even though I think he could very well be as good as any corner in college football if he focused just on corner, right? the fact is is they don't let him do that. He spread too it thin, affects, yeah. It affects his play at corner. Right. So he should not be a guy, in my opinion, that is considered a first-team All-American, in, in, in my view. And here's another fact. You want to look at what pro football focus said he did as a true freshman? He gave up uh, 16 catches for 285 yards at Jackson State as a freshman had 10 total passes defensed. So even if you looked at his Jackson state numbers, he still gave up more, you know, he, he gave up, uh, let's see here in 592 snaps. Uh, hold on a second. So Benjamin had 611 snaps as a freshman. And you see there, gave up 297 yards, uh, in 503 snaps. So that's 108 fewer snaps. J- J- uh, Travis Hunter gave up only 12, fewer yards than Benjamin Morrison on 14 fewer attempts. He gave up 17.8 yards per reception as a first-year guy at Jackson State. Jackson State. Yeah. So Benjamin Morrison numbers were every bit as good as Travis Hunter's while he was playing at Notre Dame compared to Travis Hunter playing at Jackson State. So, again, I think it's ridiculous to not have Benjamin Morrison ahead of him. Now, you want to argue Denzel Burke ahead of him? I wouldn't have him there. I would have Johnson and Will Benjamin Morrison first team. That that's what I would do. But if you wanted to argue for Denzel Burke, Denzel was excellent last year. He had a down sophomore year. He bounced back really well last year. So I'm okay with that. But Travis Hunter shouldn't be in this conversation until he proves he can actually play cornerback yeah. at a high level. And he has not done so yet. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, and I don't think they're going to give him an opportunity to do right. so because they're they they still need him to do both. To, Very true. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I I don't see them allowing him to specialize because they're going to run that hype machine of, of being the two-way player and all that. Right. And, and he, and his well, numbers are that, it, it helps them win. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, for it, sure they need, and I would argue they need him more on offense than they do on defense. I would agree with that. Cause yeah. he is by far their best player on offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, by far. And you know, I, it's almost like, Hey, I know you're not going to be very good on defense, but you're not very good on defense with him. You're right. You know what I mean? Like, right. At least let him go dominate where you have a better chance about scoring people right, on offense. Right, right. I mean, the kid had three games last year with over 100 yards receiving, and another one with 98. But I mean, that's why – that's where they – I right. mean, look. they Did they have issues scoring at times last year? Sure. But that wasn't the biggest problem that they had. Their problem was they couldn't stop anybody. Right. Because they mean, would lose even if they did score. It was shootouts. Was problem. You know, it was right. shootouts that they were losing. And yeah, so. But what this shows, Vince, is that Benjamin Morrison is, is in fact, and by, by the film tells you this, the statistical breakdown tells you this, the raw stats tell you this, he's one of the best cornerbacks in the country. I agree. And I think he's got a chance to be even better. And, and we'll get into that a little bit more later. But this shows you what the, the point of this whole focus here is it's not just, you know, as Notre Dame fans, are, are we hyping this kid up because he happens to be the best corner that Notre Dame has had in several years? Or does he really stack up against the best corners? And the fact is, is he really does stack up against the best corners. I mean, even if you put him up against some of the, the best cornerbacks in college football, I mean, Terry and Arnold from, from Alabama gave up 441 yards last year. Uh, the kid from Toledo that everybody's talking about gave up 290 yards last year. Kalen King gave up 290 yards last year. So, you know, Benjamin stacks up with the, with the best cornerbacks in college football mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry gave up fewer yards, but he had a 48.7 completion percentage allowed. He only had four total breakups plus interceptions. Benjamin had – so that's a 48.7% completion percentage. Benjamin was a 49. You know, Benjamin just got targeted more. Whereas Terry and Arnold got targeted more at Alabama than Kool-Aid McKintry because of the positions they played. So it, you, you, any metric you use, he stacks up as, among the best corners in the country. And I don't even think he played to his full potential this gonna, year. And that That's was going to be thing. that was going to be my next point was that he didn't play as well as we thought he would play and as well as he could play right. last year. He's still so, very good. Oh, and right, but that's the right. thing. Like he the floor was incredibly high already. He just didn't hit his ceiling for sophomore year, in my in, in our opinion, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and so that's what's exciting about this year is even with a quote unquote down year for Benjamin Morrison, okay. And I, I'm I'm giving the air quotes for a reason. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't even say down year, Vince. How about how about we say this? Even though he didn't take that giant leap in year two, 
Yeah. He was still pretty good. Because I don't know if I'd say he had a down year. Okay. I mean, I think I, the numbers show you he's one of the best corners. And, and that's what I was going to say. Even right. with a I, – I was going to use the word down year when quotes, yeah. but, like, his numbers still stack up with the best corners in the country. Yeah. Right? So so how down of a year really he, was it? But, that's what I say. It wasn't yeah. a down year. Right, it right. just wasn't like – I thought he was going to be a little bit more dominant, and he, he wasn't. Sure. Part of that is Cam's fault. <laughs> Because Cam was so good, the yeah. teams were like, "Yeah, we're gonna still try to throw Benjamin." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You're not uh, wrong. But you're also gonna get stacked up against some really good receivers this year. And the, and the thing is, when you did watch Benjamin play, when he was getting beat, it was like he had guys had to work for it. Yeah, you know, I mean, Deion yeah. Colsey beat him, or not Deion Colsey, but uh, Bo Collins beat him a couple times against Clemson. But man, they were great routes. And when he didn't run a great route, he was getting locked down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like. It was almost like when when Benjamin did get beat, it was almost like kind of like, wow, Benjamin Benjamin gave up three receptions that game. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, kid gave up twenty five catches the entire year. That's an average of just over two a game. You know what I mean? It's like I do. Yeah. You know, the fact that you're trying to find a way to say, you know, down whatever, and I understand where you're coming from, Vince. Yeah. This isn't a, this isn't a, a no. Shot it's just hard you, to but it's just like articulate. Yeah, right. Right. When you're watching it, you're just like. You know, like, uh, yeah, I thought maybe he'd be a little bit better, but it just it, because that's the bar he set for himself, right? By right. how he good he was the second half of his freshman season. But you know, I mean, it just it, it goes to show Vince that that uh, I mean, this is a kid, Vince. If you look at it, the most yards he gave up all year was against Clemson or against Stanford, <laughs> and he that was seventy nine. I mean, he he. He didn't give up more than 79. That was the only game all season he gave up more than 50 yards receiving in a game, according to Pro Football Focus. That's nuts. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Right. And 60 of those 79 were yards after catch. I'd have to go back and look at that. They had a 53-yard gain that he gave up. So it was like a Uh, missed a tackle, and they picked up yards after. You know, so. One big play kind of right ruins that whole thing. Right. So think about that big play that came in the last game of the year. Right. And that that went for 53 yards that basically jacked up his entire number. Think about what his numbers would look like if you take that play out. And if I remember correctly, I think Notre Dame had started to pull away by that point in time, if I remember correctly. But it just, I mean, again, we're talking about a kid that did that. My point is the fact that we kind of even have that little bit of a feeling of, I don't know if he was as good as I'd hoped he would be. And he was still as good as he was. Mm-hmm. Speaks volumes about what the expectations were for him. Yes, uh, and yeah. it was a running back out of the backfield, is what it was. It wow. wasn't even against a receiver. Remember that? Now it was EJ Smith out of the backfield. I remember the big play. I yeah, just didn't, I guess I didn't realize. So I think yeah, Ben was on. So him. it just again it speaks volumes about how 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 good he was as a freshman and how yeah. just how good he is. And then we'll find out here if he can be that because that's what they need him to be, Vince. And we'll Absolutely. get into it later. They need him to be that dude. Yes, no question yeah. about it. Because now Cam's gone, and yeah. so you've got that leadership role in the corners room. You know whether they're going to be combined with the safeties or not. That's you know that that's semantics. We're talking about the we're talking about the corners, right? And Cam Hart, as good as he was on the field, he, I mean, you could argue he was even better off the field as a leader well, and and all. He got that. asked that at the combine. What was the was the Th- you know, thing he's most proud of his accomplishment in the name. He said being named captain. Yeah, I mean that's kind of kid Cam, right now. Now Benjamin's a little different than Cam. You know, there was times I was told Cam got up front team and went off a little bit when things weren't going right. 
I don't see Benjamin doing that, but that doesn't mean he can't still be a leader. You lead exactly. by example. Yes, exactly. You lead right. by your knowledge. You lead yes. by by holding other guys accountable, yeah. in, in, whether it's in your way. Right. You know, and and that's going to be something that's expected of and, him this year. And I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't even ask him to be that leader for the team. I need you to be that leader in the room. Like that, that's where I need you to be that leader because but so he, much leadership he, he is gone. He can still do that with the rest of the defense. Sure. By you show up every day and right by the, example, the yeah. example. And right. if guys aren't doing it, then you can say, Hey, come on, buddy. I need you to get going, you know? Right. And, and maybe he does take that jump. Maybe his personality yeah. is such that now that he's older, he will take over that leadership mantle. Mm-hmm. And and we'll find out because, because he didn't have to. I mean, he right. you know what I mean. He Cam Hart was right there. He didn't have to Correct. be that guy, and that's okay. And yeah, JD and Jack and absolutely Harris and so Howard much and leadership, Knight. so much leadership on that defense. He didn't have to. He just needed to go out there and play. You know, yeah. It, yeah. It's almost like a torch pass at this point. Yep. Yep. You know? And the, the torch is going to be passed from a positional standpoint to somebody else, and that's where we kind of get into the next part of what's back fence. Is there's some very talented players ready to step into that role and battle in at that yeah. that field cornerback position. Yeah, you're not kidding. We we've got on, on our list here of what returns, we've got Christian Gray, who's a sophomore, gave up 36.8% completion. Seven of 19 last year. <laughs> that's fantastic. That that's what Christian did at, right in his freshman as a, year. As a true freshman, mind Correct. you. Correct. With three <laughs> passes defense. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> And then Jade Mickey is a sophomore, a true sophomore, who's gotten a ton of playing time his first two years, right? Right. Get, gave up 45% uh, in his sophomore year with three passes right. defense. Now, when you look at Christian too, and you think about, okay, how did he play when the, the, the lights were the brightest? Okay, when he had to step into the starting lineup, essentially, when Cam and Benjamin were both out. And that was against Pitt. In that game, he gave up two catches on seven attempts, 28.6% completion rate. He gave up 30 yards and he had a pick in that game. I know, not, not just a pick. Like you, you got to really put one. You got to put an, yeah, you got to yes. put an asterisk next to that. A pick. ridiculous one handed yeah. interception yeah. in that game. Uh, and then he played against Stanford a bunch in that game as well. They, they threw at him four times. So he played a lot in the last two games, mm-hmm. obviously played a bunch in the bowl game because Cam didn't play. Right. And in the last two games, when he did play a lot, they threw at him seven times. He gave up one catch for eight yards. That that like, like he gave up his first big action of the season against a good team was against NC State. Give up thirty-seven yards on two catches on th- only three attempts. Right after that, the rest that was early September. After that, think about this, Vince. He gave up five catches on sixteen attempts. And only gave up, what was that 50, 49 yards in the last 10 games of the year? Cam, Christian did. Like, as a true freshman. Right. And you I and I were like joking. I saying that. <laughs> you and I were joking up on the, uh, uh, during the game in, in, uh, against Pitt. You're like, dude, like, I, I honestly didn't even notice that Benjamin wasn't out there. Not, not like the point being, they look so similar yes, physically, like body type is almost yes. identical to Benjamin. And they were Cam's, wearing their Christian wear their uniforms kind of similar. You yes. know what I mean? Like it well, was... in the bowl game, Vince, the only way I could tell the difference is because Christian had long white sleeves on. Yeah. Right. Because like 29 versus 20. Yes. Very similar height, weight, length. Right. And, and so that's what I meant by you couldn't tell the difference. It wasn't right. necessarily say, Oh, Christian's better than Benjamin. It just like, 
physically they look so similar. Right. And right. then obviously Jaden looks a lot different. And and Jaden's situation is just you, we've been talking a lot about him since he got to Notre Dame. He just made an immediate impact. And he's a he's a really gutsy kid. He's a completely different type of player than Christian. And this is kind of what we'll get into here in, in a little bit during the questions part is is because like when he's in the game, you've got to play a little bit more zone, which is why Pitt almost got in trouble a bunch because they kept thinking they're playing man, mm-hmm. but Notre Dame was playing zone. So Jaden uh, was squatting on those routes. And they're so used to those routes being like, you know, man trails that he was jumping those those plays. Whereas Christian's more of a pure man guy, you know, and so that's that's what makes it a little bit interesting because the, the two guys battling for the job, Vince, for that starting job opposite Benjamin, are very different players. Mm-hmm. Both very good, but very different players. But you know, I, I'll always have a little special place in my heart for Jaden Mickey Vince because of the fact that what he went through this year. I don't know if I could have covered the game if I lost one of my parents the night before, much less played. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it just speaks volumes about the type of, of young man that, that Nyla raised. That's just the reality of it, you know? And, and he, he really is just a special young man and a very unique young man. I mean, the biggest talker on the team, nobody talks more than Christian than Jay. You know, I mean, nobody's going to talk as much trash as trash as mm-hmm. trash as Jaden Mickey. He's a very confident kid. There's no doubt about that. And as you said, he's a guy that is a pretty good football player. He got targeted 20 times last year, gave up nine catches. It's pretty good football. One interception, two pass breakups. So two very, very good football players battling for that job. And, and he's another guy too, Vince, that down the stretch, he had to play a lot more football. Against Pitt, when he had to step in and kind of a starter, they targeted him five times. He gave up two catches for 27 yards, had a breakup and an interception that he ran back for a touchdown. That's what he did in that game. <laughs> right. Then the last two games of the year, he plays a lot more. He gets targeted eight times, gives up three receptions for 39 yards, and has a breakup. So, you know, a, a, again, that's a kid that that when he played more, he actually was better. Mm-hmm. than he was uh, in, in mop-up duty. So, like, when he was in the three games, he played a lot of legitimate snaps. He actually only gave up a 38.5% completion rate. His other catches he gave up were in some of the mop-up games that he played earlier in the year. So, um, you know, that that actually kind of speaks a little bit to how he performed as well. But he also got a lot better. As right, the year and, those, and those mop-up minutes are different than regular minutes because of the way that they're playing the defense and you know just different it's just a different thought process it's a different mindset when you're in there and I'm not I'm not I'm not making excuses for why there was catches made or or whatever but you know a lot of times you're playing off a little bit I mean you're not as aggressive you know things like that Jade Mickey is a guy that I feel will play the best when the lights are the brightest because that's just his mentality you know what I mean? And, and again, not saying he didn't play well when he came in in mop up duty, but he's just a guy, man, when the bell, when he answers the bell, like he is a guy that he almost needs to have that spotlight and that, you know, the big moment and that whole thing. And so, you know, whoever, honestly, whoever wins that cornerback job, or even if it's a split situation. Yeah. I, so I like, yeah. It. We'll dive into that a little bit uh, here in a little bit, Vince. But here's one thing I do know. However it shakes out, they're both going to play. Because they both played last year. Agreed. They're both going to play. 
that you also have Chance Tucker, the position who in an, in in past years at Notre Dame would be a backup. I mean, he'd be in the rotation at Notre Dame in past years. Right. You also have Clarence Lewis. Now, I don't have Clarence Lewis on this one because I think Clarence Lewis is not going to be a pure corner this year. He he played a little bit of corner last year, but he played mostly slot. He played mostly in the nickel this past year. Uh, I also think you're going to see Clarence do some safety work this spring. So the reason that I don't have Clarence on this sheet, but I did want to talk about him, is because, number one, having a guy like, like Clarence Lewis, who has started in a playoff game for you, started in an ACC title game for you, you know, started against Clemson earlier. And I mean, you know, he, he's he, or played against Clemson in 2020 or in the regular season as well. He's played a lot of snaps for you, started games for you, set some really good moments for you. Having a guy like him is a great insurance policy in case, God forbid, something happens where one of your guys gets hurt and is going to be out for a long time. You sure. can easily slide Clarence right back at corner and he can be part of that rotation, if not a starter for you. Ideally, you don't want him starting because I just don't think that in this particular style of defense, his game is ideally suited for it. Like I've said this before, Clarence Lewis would be a much better corner at Notre Dame if he played on like Bob Diaco's defense, which was like a cover two, you know, play downhill. He would have fit uh, Clark Lee's defense better as well. That's the defense he was recruited to play in. I mean, he was recruited, to which was more, um, you know, more zone oriented in different ways. It wasn't the press man stuff that we're seeing now. Right. Clarence is, is more of a zone guy. And, mm -hmm. and so you had, you could adjust a little bit if he had to be that guy. Ideally though, you're having him in the nickel playing as a safety. And then he can also maybe get a little bit of work outside. But I do think this is the year we do finally see Clarence playing a little bit of third level than we saw in the past because of the depth here. But it is so nice to have a guy like Clarence Lewis as your jack of all trades in the secondary. Absolutely. It, it really is. It really is. Well, and there's still, I mean, look, there's still question marks in some areas where I'm not saying that he's going to step up and be a starter. That's not, that's not the point that I'm making, but there there's question marks at the second safety spot, right? There there's question marks at the nickel spot, nothing set in stone at either one of those positions. And a guy like Clarence Lewis at the very least will give you depth at those positions and will give you quality minutes at those positions if asked because he's a guy that you can trust right. and you know they would not have asked him back for a fifth year sure. if that wasn't the case yeah i mean that's they they love him they they the coaches love him oh yeah and, i mean there's no doubt about that there's no doubt and so he adds depth he adds a leadership quality to the room as well you know whether it's a safety room or whether it's the corner right. room or however they're going to do it right uh, he adds a, a leadership quality and he adds depth. And that's yeah. guys, that, that is a, a valuable guy to have Ver on and your versatility. Roster. The versatility. Yeah. 100%. He, can, he can play either corner spot. He can play nickel. Yeah. And I think he can play. I, I think he could be a really good safety. If I, the need is there. I, I how really long have we been that, saying yeah. that? I mean, I, I do a long time. Yeah. And, and so the other thing, so <clears throat> when you look at Christian gray, long, smooth, instinctive and fast, Right. Jaden mm -hmm. Mickey, short, squatty, you know, real kind of really good change of direction. Not necessarily the burner, burner, long speed that other guys have. Still can get a little bit too aggressive at times. That's something he's going to have to continue to work on. And that's just kind of always who he's going to be. And if he's your starter, you're just going to have to tailor your coverages to do that. You just are. Sure. And, and Clarence is a little bit more like Jaden stylistically 
you know, that you're going to run similar coverages with Jaden that you do with Clarence and vice versa. Jaden's just a little bit twitchier, a little bit more explosive, in my opinion, than Clarence. And that's why I think Jaden's able to stick there. Christian is more of that just smooth, fluid Benjamin Morrison, just pure cover type at that position. So that's kind of what comes back, Vince. And then yeah. there's what's new. Now I'm cheating a little bit. Yeah, you did. I noticed I'm, it earlier. I'm putting Micah Bell here <laughs> as what's new because they did redshirt him last season. Yes. And so I I want to kind of focus on him um, here as what's new because it's what's new to what the rotation was last sure, year. Sure. A little bit. No, absolutely. I think that's smart actually because Thanks. he what he what no problem. He wasn't part of the rotation last year. He wasn't really in the mix. Right. And he's a red shirt, so he's uh you know, he's a freshman, right? I mean, he is available for all yeah. the freshman stuff. He's a freshman. And so he's still what's new to this team. Even though we know who Micah Bell is, we know what he can do coming in, but yeah. we don't know what he can do in this defense because we haven't well, seen it yet. The thing about Micah, and we, we, I love them coming out. As you can yeah. see, I gave him a top 100 grade, and I don't regret that decision at all from the things I've heard about him. The, the, the thing we always knew was he was going to need time. Mm -hmm. You know, like I thought maybe there's a way they could get him in some return game stuff, but they just had so many other athletes there. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. had Jordan Faison, you had Jadarian Price, you had. Jeremiah Love, you didn't necessarily need him. And they made the decision like this kid needs a lot of technical work. So let's preserve a year and then he'll still have that time. Yeah. Maybe he, you know me, I'm not a big fan of redshirting skill players. I'm not, but that's the decision they made. But when you, when you look at him, he's a kid, Vince, that is going to play a lot more slot this year than he did outside. That's what I'm being told. Okay. That he's a guy that's going to kind of groom behind Jordan Clark, and they're hoping, knock on wood, that he can go out there this year and kind of show himself to be part of that slot rotation. Because remember, last year they rotated uh, – Thomas Harper was great, but they played Clarence Lewis in the slot. Like, they rotated there just like they did outside. They're going to do that this year, and the hope amongst the staff is, according to my sources, is they're hoping that Micah Bell is that guy that takes hold of that number two job, which then frees them up to use Clarence – as kind of that that boundary backup to Benjamin, but also yeah, a guy that can play some in the, on the back end as in part of the safety rotation Okay, back there as well. So they need Micah to step up because Micah is the key to fee, be, be feeling like you have the freedom to move Clarence. That's what it boils down to. So uh, there's he's, but here's the thing I was told about Micah. The speed is obvious. He's on the shorter side, 5'9 and 5'10". Super raw kid, more of a track kid learning to play football. Sure. And in high school, he was even more dynamic as a running back because you could just hand the ball and just let's go. Yeah. Truly game breaking speed. I mean, he is the fastest player on the team, and I don't know that it's close. I mean, this <laughs> is a kid that ran a, a 10 400 meter dash, a sub 21 200 meter dash. In high school, he won, I believe it was all four. He won the 100 meter dash, 200 meter dash, triple jump, and long jump champ state championship all on the same day. Shut up. In Texas. He had one of the five fastest – and, and as a senior, had one of the five fastest 200-meter dash times in the country at 20.89. <laughs> so he's a burner. I mean, he's a burner. You remember that that play in high school where he was he was standing still and a guy broke free and he chased him down and hawked him in like 30 yards? It was like 
the guy was took off from like midfield. The plate was snapped like midfield, Jeez. and he hawked him like he's a true burner. He's just incredibly raw. That's the thing about Micah, incredibly raw. And so last year was all about teaching him. Now, what I was told is that the light started to go on a little bit late November, but the, he had one of the better bowl sessions that they had for the younger players. Like he was kind of like the defensive version of Charles Jagasaw. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he didn't play like Charles because there wasn't a starting job there for him to seize hold of. But from what I was told, he he had a really good spring. I mean, really good uh, bowl prep, which gave them some confidence that like, hey, this is the kid that we saw. You know, he only played like I mean, like you know, a couple a series or two in the bowl game. They only played twenty one snaps last year. Was never targeted. But what I was told is in the practices leading into the the bowl game that they felt like, uh oh, this kid's getting close. This <laughs> that we, that he's getting close, and so there's a lot of excitement now. Now he's got to take that next step, Vince. Right, right, and that's right. what this spring is going to be about. Hit he, him, and Christian Gray are the two guys I'm probably going to have my eye on most at cornerback this spring. To be honest with you, Christian for different reasons, which we'll get into. Micah for just knowing the key for him. Micah's emergence is partly for this season. But also thinking about next year is going to be key too right. because they're hoping it's kind of like this. The nickels is sort of like quarterback. They don't want to have to keep going to the portal for a nickel every year. Sure, absolutely. They'd like to develop their own. Right. And Mike is the guy that they're hoping can kind of seize hold of that next off season or this this next season. So then when they get to next off season, it's like, hey, we don't need to go back to the portal for a nickel unless there's like some star out there because Micah has taken that step. That's the hope. Right. And then, you know, in 2025, the hope then is that, you know, Christian, Micah, and maybe Jaden are, are all starting for you mm-hmm. at that point in time. Because the, the hope is that Benjamin's in the NFL. Like, let's be honest. If you're a Notre Dame coach, you're hoping that Benjamin Morrison's going pro next year. Because yeah. if he doesn't, it means he either got hurt or he didn't play very well. Right. Agreed. And you don't want either one of those things to happen for him. So the hope is that he goes pro because if he goes pro, it means he was that dude, right? And that that we hoped he would be, and and then of course behind him you have Leonard Moore and Carson Hobbs, they're guys that we'll talk more about Vince as we get into the summer because neither will be early, right? Moments. Yeah. So uh, Leonard Moore is a guy that I I'll just say it right now I love, love Leonard Moore, love Leonard Moore. I think he's got a chance to be a really good football player. I I I had I was on the verge of making him a top hundred player, but just him not playing a bunch as a senior kept him from from getting that. Was, great was he injured? Ball. He played like half the year. He was a little banged up. Nothing okay. serious, but just didn't play as much as you'd. Okay, hope. I got you. And so we didn't get to see as much of him as a senior. But upside, Vince is is enormous, enormous. I love this kid. He's fast. He's long. He's a legit six two. Very long arms. Great ball skills. Like he's Cam Hart with ball skills. Okay, opinion. that's that's as I don't know how I mean for anyone that knows how high I am on Cam Hart for me to say that tells you everything you need to know about what I think Leonard Moore could be. Carson Hobbs had a breakout senior season, Vince. Uh, I had him as a three star, three and a half star, very, one of the second lowest graded guy on the board, the defensive class for me. Jumped up to a four star as a senior, aggressive kid, physical kid, but his speed took off. He's one of the kids I said to you, Vince. This is why I just don't question Mike Mickens anymore. Because I remember <laughs> reaching out to somebody that I know, and I'm like, I don't know about this one, and was told how much Mike Mickens loves the kid. And I was like, all right, I guess we'll see. I have to trust Coach on this, but I just don't see it. And then you watch him as a senior. Because one thing that I was told was he's going to get a lot faster. I'm like, 
corners just don't miraculously get a lot faster between their junior and senior years. And lo and behold, he did. <laughs> he got a lot faster. And so it's just like, yep, yeah, that's why he gets paid a whole lot of money to coach corners. And I don't. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's just, it keeps that ball rolling, you know? And the thing is, they both, in my opinion, need time. Yeah. Neither one of them are day, like Car- Leonard would have a better chance of playing day one, in my opinion, than Carson. But both of them to me need time. So now they can come in as freshmen, you know, maybe play a little bit in backup minutes, maybe be rotation guys, maybe play some special teams and then battle for a job a year from now. But I'll say this, if Leonard Moore is the player that I think he is this time next year, if Benjamin Morrison goes pro, I will not be saying it's a lock that Christian and Jaden start a corner. That's how good I think Leonard Moore could be. Wow. For Notre Dame. That's saying something. The upside is there. Yeah. So we'll see if it happens. But lots of talent coming in, Vince. I mean, the crazy thing is in past years, if we're talking about these three guys being out of rotation, they're like, we're they're gonna play a ton. Like it wasn't that long ago, these guys would have all had to play as rookies. They would have had to because they're just way more talented than anybody they have on the roster. I'm not talking like, ah, oh, you remember back when Ty Willingham was here? No, I'm talking like three years ago. Yeah, that you know wasn't I mean? that like long these ago. These guys would have had to have played a lot yeah. of football. Right, And now it's like, I don't know if these guys are going to get a chance to get on the field a whole lot. So it just speaks volumes of where Notre Dame is. Different world. different Very world. talented group of players. It just Mickens just keeps adding them year after year. And now he's got Cree Thomas committed in 2025. You know, they're trying to add Mark Zachary and Dallas Gold. So this cornerback thing is becoming a machine at Notre Dame under Mike Mickens. Stay. It was very wise that Notre Dame was able to keep him yeah, for another stay. year. Very, very smart. Very, very smart. So that's what's new. That cornerback fence. That's what's new. Love it. Love it. The, the hits just keep on coming, as they say. Right? I'll just I'll, I'll play Casey Kasem. The hits just keep on coming. And uh, I'm excited about it. Because, look, here's the deal. Bottom line is defenses, if you want to have an elite defense, you got to have elite corners. I mean, I you, you might be able to hide one or, you know, whatever. But if you've got elite corners, that's a heck of a place to start for an elite defense. And – Notre Dame's going to be a lead at corner for a while, and that's exciting to me. And it just is so – it's so weird, Vince, because, I mean, I wouldn't have been here three, four years ago. We wouldn't be talking. We wouldn't have been thinking that this was even possible. No. We would have not been sitting here thinking like, you know, um, we would not have been thinking like, hey, I think this group is going to be – we're just – we'd have been sitting there thinking like, man, I, I don't I, – I don't know what they're going to do, man. This position may hold them back. Hopefully they'll be able to figure out enough and pressure enough. And exactly. We'd be talking know, about and, the front seven. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Safety's you're going to have to bail them out. And yeah. Right. You know, <clears> just <throat> like play a lot of off man, right. you know, and hope that they can't beat you deep. I mean, that's, that's where it would have been. Now you're sitting there saying like, dude, you're going to go play cover one against them. I mean, like they played Ohio state last year, which had arguably the best receiving core in the country. And Notre Dame said, we're not changing how we play. We're gonna lock you down man to man, and the outside receivers could do nothing against Notre Dame last year. Nothing. Right. Right. And and uh, yeah, I mean, look, Marvin Harrison in two games against Notre Dame's corners in two the, games, hilarious, did not get to 100 yards combined. Combined. I'm not saying yes. he didn't get to 100 yards in either game. Right. I'm telling you, he didn't get to 100 yards combined in, in two, two games. games against Notre Dame. You know, so uh, he was matched up against Benjamin Morrison this year. He gave he he was targeted five times. This is the guy generational player, number one receiver in the country. Blah 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 blah. And he had five targets, two catches for twenty six yards. Benjamin had two breakups in that game. 
Like that's that's what he did. You know, against uh, let's go to did against Cam in that matchup. He was zero for one against Cam, right? And so Marvin Harrison against Notre Dame's two stud corners went two for six for twenty six yards. Best receiver in college football, right? Right. Fifty six yards two years ago in twenty twenty two. I mean, that's 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 the kind of guy he is. I mean, that that's it's it's <laughs> it's exciting to think about that. But yes, it, it is. To think about, but who'd have thought we'd be here a couple of years ago? That's the crazy. Oh, exactly. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Well, yeah. before we before we get to our next little segment, okay, we're going to get to our five questions. But before we do, make sure you hit the like button, the subscribe button, the notification bell, you know, all the fun stuff. Tell your family and friends about it. Leave us a five-star review. Do it. Get on the boards, boards.irishbreakdown.com. Somebody in the chat was asking a question that was answered on the board. So go ahead and get on the board, get the intel, get the good stuff. That way you're not like everybody else clicking the bait because we don't do that. We don't <laughs> click the bait. OK, so <laughs> the only clicking you need to do is boards.irishbreakdown.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.